There are few industries portrayed to be as glitzy and as glamorous as that of the film industry. Sure, for the average worker, it's long hours, low pay, and subhuman working conditions. But for the glorious few, it's all champagne and gold. And who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Huey Lewis, apparently. The front man for the California pop rock band Huey Lewis in the News was approached in the 80s by Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, and Bob Gale to write a song for their upcoming film. Lewis turned down the offer, saying he didn't know how to write music for films and wasn't keen on writing a song using the film's title, Back to the Future. The film team assured Lewis that the song didn't have to be about the film, they just wanted a Huey Lewis in the News song. Lewis agreed and said he would give the team the next song the band wrote. The song for the film began with music written by guitarist Chris Hayes. Lewis wrote the lyrics while jogging to the tune Hayes had put together. The only thing the song was missing was a title. A phone conversation with Alex Call, writer of hit song Jenny, brackets 8675309, and more importantly, former member of the band Clover, which Huey Lewis was also a part of, provided the much-needed name. Quote, I was hanging out in L.A. and writing, and I had a kind of big power ballad thing. Huey called me up one day and said, what are you writing? And I said, I've got this song with a great title. A few months later, they cut me in on the deal, said Call. Call was paid for contributing the title of his unreleased track, but not given actual credit on the album. Getting paid for a song title was and is an unusual practice, but not receiving any actual credit on the song was a bit of a sore spot for Call. Quote, I think in that case, they didn't want my name on the copyright. I think they knew it was going to be a huge breakout hit, and they didn't want to confuse the issue with somebody outside the circle. That's my guess. I was happy to get paid. I was a little miffed at the time. If I had my name on that, I could have turned it into a publishing deal. But then I'd probably be living in L.A., and I hated L.A., so it's just as well that it worked out the way it did, said Call. There seems to be no bad blood between Lewis and Call. As of the 2004 interview with Song Facts, the duo still write songs together. Call wasn't wrong when he said the song was going to be a hit, though. It was the band's biggest hit ever. The single reached number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and became their only top ten hit in the U.K. After the completion of the movie's theme, Zemeckis asked the band for another song for the ending credits. Huey Lewis of the News banged out another track, surprisingly, one that focused entirely on the movie, Back in Time. This track's lyrics directly reference the film and plot and may have become the signature song for the film, if not for music supervisor Bones Howe, who insisted that Lewis's first track was a better fit. That's right, summer's in the air, and if you're an entrepreneur, we don't fucking care. We're kicking off blockbuster summer on Cover Me with The Power of Love by Huey Lewis in the News. That's right, it's Cover Me, the only podcast that compares famous songs to their many cover versions to find out which one might just save your life. I'm your host, as always, The Snake, joined by my sudden co-host... Alex Mildenberger. Ah! Alex Mildenberger. How Here he is. Here he is. Here we are. Suddenly, Alex is standing beside me. No, he's not. He's in Calgary. It's true. It's true. Alex, what's, what's happening? What's going on? How are you feeling? Uh, feeling pretty good. Uh, it was super rainy here. Uh, let up a bit. The children are laughing and playing outside. To the degree I had to close my window. Um, yeah. For you so know, you're you're going to cook to death. Purposes. I may cook. I may cook you, in here. You may cook. It's I have to do it always every week, regardless yeah. of the weather. My street is too loud to be playing with open windows. Um, but good to hear that you're alive and well, Alex. Alex, it's a. A lot of news to get through up top here. A lot of Huey Lewis. A lot of Huey Lewis, too. That's, that's for later in the episode. First, um, we, I asked you several episodes ago whether you thought 
we would get banned from Spotify before or after our 250th episode. <laughs> um, today is the I 250th say? episode. You said that we'd make it to 250, and you're technically correct. The <laughs> podcast, as of this recording, is still live on Spotify. Uh, but your boy, me, has been banned from Spotify. I can no longer use my Spotify account because uh, of, of infringement. Alleged infringement. Alleged I feel like infringement. A, feel like a, a defendant now. It's alleged infringement. Uh, yeah, so I can no longer use Spotify. So for you joyful listeners, that means you won't be uh, getting a Spotify playlist in the episode description anymore. I'm on title, baby. I've moved on. I'm I'm slumming it, and it feels it feels bad. It's weird. It's weird, Alex. I know you haven't used Title yet. You're part of my Title family account. I, yeah, I just I scrolled through it a bit, and it was like you can get high five versions, and I, I thought that was neat. Yeah, they also offer for at a higher tier, like Studio Masters, for some like albums and tracks. Which I feel are like, like that's oh, a lot. I I feel like that's too much for me. I yeah, I know, but part of me wants to wants a taste. You just know? like what's it like? What's it like? I so I should have done the the free trial for that, but I was too dumb. I was just trying to get things done. <laughs> but it is insane to me that Spotify, an alleged music listening app, doesn't have hi-fi audio. Yeah, even um, I mean they compress everything. Uh, supposedly you can alleviate that a bit by turning off their like volume equalization or whatever it's called. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know what it what it would be considered hi-fi necessarily. Uh, but yeah, you think that maybe even like as downloads, they, they do yeah. have tiers of quality uh, if you do. go into settings, but I don't know how, if that would be considered hi-fi. But they're all below what, what so I'll tell you what title qualifies as hi-fi, which is CD quality. Okay. Which is like 1,100 and some odd kilobytes per second or whatever, whatever the like rate is. Um, is it... <laughs> Is that 44.1? Um, here, let me tell you about title music quality, Alex. Now you're yeah, asking yeah. tech yeah, questions. Yeah, let me know. Let me know. CD Fucking. music. Um, normal 96. Title oh, premium offers two audio and streams music in AAC format. On the other hand, it has two additional audio quality. High five, 1,411 kbps. Kilobits per second. Yeah, kilobits per second. So yeah, that's that. So that 1,411 kilobits per second. The same audio quality you get from a compact disc. Technologies from 1980. Yeah, but like, it's still pretty good. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's just weird that that is like the and don't get me wrong. I used to jam CDs in the car when I had a car with a CD player in it. Right. Well, yeah. But, MP3 is just lower. CD. That's CD bit rate, but MP3s, which you can put on a CD, have a lower yeah, bit rate. That's correct. But it's weird that that's not available on Spotify. Is all I'm saying. But title also is yeah. weird. Like. UI issues. Like if I'm listening to it on my phone, I can't then change the track from my computer. Which is just bananas to me. But maybe I'm just doing things wrong. But that's that's life, man. I'm living on Tidal now. I love Tidal. It's my best friend. Um, (laughs) Tidal is new best friend, yeah. my partner Greta noted that when you start up your profile on Title, the first uh, and you have to like pick artists that you like. The default option it gives you like the first artist is JC. Hmm. <laughs> Wait, it's, it's uh, alphabetical, but reverse and by last name. That's right. And his last name is <laughs> considered Z. 
That's right, Mr. Z, Mr. Jay-Z. Um, yeah, so that's me. I'm on title now. In other news, as you might have picked up, folks, from what we're talking about, it is our 250th episode. Yes, it is. I don't uh, have a... Woo! Woo! Yeah, yeah, we we got to get a soundboard so we can hit some... Uh, yeah, the, the classic uh, celebratory donkey effect. <laughs> that was actually a giraffe. Oh, okay. Uh, they sound the same? I have no idea what a giraffe sounds like. I don't know. I just know they're little piss freaks, but <laughs> that's not for here or there. Um, And you may be noticing that we have a new piece of, of uh, album art? Artwork? Cover artwork? Cover art. Um, Artwork. Podcast artwork. Yeah. Um, lovingly created by previous guests. I'm pretty much just a, a producer at this point on the show. Yeah, uh, yeah, unofficial Gil, QA and and dear friend QA, of the podcast, dear friend of the podcast, uh, Will Gill. Yeah, so shout out to Will. Um, we're putting that up as a special one-off for this episode, and then I think we're gonna hit our year mark, our five-year mark, and then officially retire the the pinups image. Pinups. It's exciting. Exciting stuff. Big changes. Big changes. Big changes here at the office. We're going through changes, folks. Uh, That's all of the, like, housekeeping news. Of course, be sure to rate and review us. We're still technically on Spotify, but more importantly, we're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, your favorite podcasting app. Uh, Tell your friends and family about us, tell your neighbors, loved ones, all that. Alex! We're yeah. talking about a song near and dear to us, but more importantly, are you a big Huey Lewis and the News fan? Yeah, I mean, their early work was a little new wave for my taste, but then oh you hit God. sports, uh, and, and they just really come into their own, you know? Um, it's just, it's like this, it's like clear and, 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 like and crisp, and I don't know, it's, it's just, it's got this sheen of, of, of like consummate professionalism. Uh, it just really, it kind of boosts the whole thing, you know? Alex, nobody's going to believe that you're not into <laughs> New Wave. <laughs> oh, no, no one's going to believe me. that. Shut up. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is uh, uh, paraphrasing the, the, the Huey Lewis on the News uh, speech from, from American Psycho. American Psycho. Uh, I've never uh, actually seen that film. Yeah, I, I did watch it a bit ago. It's all okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's not important. Uh, going to drop that now. Who Let me ask the, you this though, since you brought up sports. Hey, no, I'm I'm steamrolling you. Do it. You a big fan of Ghostbusters, Alex? <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Um, honestly, yeah. I mean, uh, the song. It's there's some good stuff in that song. Yeah, good stuff. That's also in a Huey Lewis song. Yeah, that's also in a Huey Lewis week. song. Absolutely. Um, old, old Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, uh, supposedly that's one of the reasons. Um, Huey Lewis agreed to do a movie song was because of the fallout from that because the Ghostbusters song is basically I Want a New Drug that's right uh, by Huey Lewis and the news and uh, I don't know exactly like it settled out of court I think they got some money from it Um, but then he for some reason wanted to do a movie song after that Okay, I'm a little unclear on the exact events he did. Right, yeah. He did this song, and then another song. Yeah, and then another song. He seems very back and forth on it, because then people come to him with like two movie songs. He's like, ah, I don't know how to write for movies, and also I don't want to write a song called Back to the Future. Then he writes a song, and they're like, write another one. He's like, what if I do one exactly about the plot of Back to the Future? <laughs> what I said I wasn't going to do. <laughs> Gotta go back in time. 
So, Alex, to, to reiterate the question, are you a Huey Lewis and the News fan? Um, not specifically. Like, I like this song, and I like... I have liked some Huey Lewis and the News I've heard. Yeah. But, like, they're not really a band I know too much about. But this song is so burned into my mind. Yeah, this song is... Uh, and this film... Back yeah. to the Future to the is future. foundational in me becoming the human being that I am. Uh, mostly in that I like time travel bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's very... <sighs> I guess... Did you saw it for the first time in high school? Is that true? No, I was much, okay. much younger. I, I, you must have showed it to someone else then. And then uh, Jason. For... Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, definitely this is one that like... I remember seeing the third movie a couple times. Okay. Or like bits of it and like kind of being like, like being really curious about Back to the Future. And then I just remember like, like my dad finally showed us the movie and we were like, oh, this is Back to the Future. And it seemed like a really big deal to me. And yeah, we were always Back to the Future fans. It's honestly probably the movie series I've watched the most. Like I've seen it more than any other. Oh yeah, I'd believe that. Um, Possibly not counting like the first three Harry Potter films, possibly like it would be close. They were both <laughs> pretty match. formative uh, for me. Fair. But this is the one that I would go back and watch again, more likely for sure. Yeah. I used to like even, cause it was one of the, when to first seeing it, I can't remember if I saw the first one first or the second one. And it was like one of those, like it was a Sunday and it was just playing on a TV station. And my dad was like watching it. I was like, holy crap, what is this? <laughs> and then it took forever to finally get to watch all three. We didn't have them on DVD or anything. And then, yeah, it just became, became part of me. I was like, holy shit, time travel? I was like, do you think we can do this? Do you think it's possible? Like, what, <laughs> what do time I need travel? to do to he make does time a song travel at the end? Yeah, you gotta go back in time. And yeah, it definitely portrays Huey Lewis in the news as being cooler than they are. Cause oh, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. But like, and yeah, like Power Love's great, great song. But all of their hits are just like such soft, like pop. <laughs> it's just, if this is it, please let me know. They're like Billy Joel if they didn't know how to if he didn't know how to play piano. Ah, but I like Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. Um, but yeah, they. Just, I like. Well, you some know, of it's hip hits. to be square. So. Yeah, I don't know if I'm crazy about Hip TV Square. I like this one. I like Do You Believe in Love, where it's got the music video where they're all like laying in this woman's bed. Oh, I don't just, know. Just like bugging her through her morning. Any of videos. Oh, psh, I know a few videos, including this one, uh, which of course featured on the DVD extras. <laughs> but uh, I'm yeah. I seen it then. I'm shocked you haven't, haven't seen, seen it. Because I definitely it. saw the, the ZZ Top one. Um, oh yeah, from the third movie, from the third film. Yeah, this this film series has got a great relationship with uh, with music, as you as you like to reference Time Bomb Town every every yeah, time it comes. Classic out. Time Bomb Town uh, by Lindsey Buckingham. Uh, Heaven is just one step away uh, by Eric Clapton, also on the soundtrack to this. Oh, yeah. to this movie. Is that about his son? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't know what the timeline is. Does that does that check out? I don't know. Probably it does. Grim. Yeah, I'll say. Fuck, I have just deflated with that one. (laughs) Back to the future. Back to the future. Good stuff. Power Love. Great track. Um, 
yeah back to it's 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 blockbuster summer baby not the uh rental chain but the concept of hit movies yeah it's it's the failure of entrepreneurial summer which is blockbuster yes there you go i also realized kind of a bad time to like be celebrating writing for hollywood uh when there's a writer's strike going on right now and potentially an actor's strike coming up true but neither of those people write and perform these songs these songs that's true but uh we stand in solidarity with the writer's guild strike at least I do. I can't speak for you, Alex. Maybe you want them to go back to work. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you said you, I, I you just, started I just, writing I, yesterday. You're playing to cross the picket lines. Yeah, I just, I just want, I just want uh, legislation to force people to make movies again. Hell yeah, Alex, the big scab Mildenberger. You know me. I'll, I'll bust those unions. No lines, whatever. What's the word? Uh, bust your yeah. Mm, you could bust a union. They are a union, so you, but union I think busters. they're already that's, the, that's a thing, right? They're already formed, so I don't think you can bust a union if it's already made. It's already formed. Oh, Maybe I can try. You can try, damn it. <laughs> um, I hope you won't though, Alex. I hope the the fucking I hope Hollywood pulls their heads out of their asses. But that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the no, power of no, love. No, I I support collective action. Hell yeah, Alex. Let's collectively act. You and I being the collective here to to figure out what these lyrics are about. It's going to be a tough one. It's going to be a tough one. Because first one, the power of love is a curious thing. Make a one man weep. Make another man sing. Change a hawk to a little white dove. More than a feeling. That's the power of love. Oh, it sure is. Um, Yeah, it's it's like a pretty... uh, I say straightforward. You know, there's some imagery in there. Um, But as far as... It's like what's the word I'm looking for? Like there's some cleverness there, but it's not necessarily sophisticated. Does that make sense? It's like working man's cleverness. Yeah. It's It's like, ah, curious, the power of love. Like it can affect people in different ways. Um depending on how it how it goes. Like love is is you get the same observation. From like a man at a bar, just a dude. But love's crazy, man. Sometimes it makes me cry. Other times, you know, I'm singing. I'm so happy. Yeah, but then you kind of dress it up a bit, but not in a way that makes it sound like hoity-toity. You know, yeah. it doesn't sound like like poetic, but it, it uses like normal words, but not entirely. It's a, it's a curious thing. So like the the phrasing is a little bit a little bit less common without it being. Um, With like being like, yeah, it not sounding like a bit working class. If that pretentious, yeah, pretentious, yeah, unpretentious. It's unpretentious. Yeah, it makes one man weep. It makes another man sing. It's it, love, despite being something we all that seem to want and cherish. It can make you sad or make you quite happy. Like, yeah, that's the power of love. It's transformative. It can change a hawk, which is a you know a fierce predator, to a little white dove, which yeah, is yeah. Nice. I didn't kept pick up on that line until I looked up the lyrics this week. What really? Yeah, I I never knew what he said. Okay, I guess I've sang this one a few times on Rock Band. Although 3, I kind of so thought, that. oh, that's true. I I never looked at Lily. Honestly, back then I I don't know if you remember this. We used to play. I I think no one would want to trade off and sing, so you'd always have to sing. Yeah, it was half, me or sometimes yeah. Steven. Sometimes. <laughs> half the reason I didn't sing was I needed glasses at the time, but like hadn't admitted it yet. And uh, I couldn't read the lyrics on the screen. That's 
<laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, I, I always thought he said change your heart and then okay. something else after that. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, it's 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 a predator and it's a less predacious. Is that a real word? I don't know. I think uh, so. Bird. Yeah. Do doves? Are they birds of prey? The dove? I think they're mostly into seeds, but like probably insects. I guess if you're a seed, they're they're a bird of prey. Seed or like or or perhaps an insect. Yeah. Uh, you you might have to watch out for a dove or a pigeon, but uh, you definitely have to watch out for a hawk because they will yeah mess you up. They will mess um, you up. But the other thing about a dove, oh, especially I mean, a, a dove is always white. I think I think a dove is just a white pigeon. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know, or they're similar. Um, but they're a symbol of peace, right? So that's right. Little, yeah, right. So, so yeah, from a, a hawk, which is like ooh, scary to a yeah. symbol of peace. Yeah, beyond just being a less violent bird, it's also actually explicitly mm-hmm. peaceful. And so then he makes not only a cheeky reference to the hit band Boston. But a reference to the fact that that love is more than just a chemical reaction, man. It's it might just it, all be in our heads, but it's more powerful. Actually, that. a reference to Boston. I feel like that's not impossible because it is feel, an earlier like song. It is an earlier song, quite popular. Yeah. and uh, I think he also references a, a Stevie Wonder song later. Okay, okay, I believe when that. He s- says "All in Love Is Fair" is apparently a Stevie Wonder track. I as well as a reference a to the, that, yeah, to the phrase "all's fair in love and war." Yeah, but if he's using that specific phrasing, I think it might genuinely be a reference. I buy it. I mean, um, and of course, the first line in the next verse, "Tougher than diamonds, rich like cream," as we know, uh, uh, any reference to cream is a reference to uh, "She's the One" by uh, Bruce Springsteen. Is it by She's Bruce the Springsteen? One? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're gonna say it was a reference to the band Cream. Band Cream. No, it's not a reference to Springsteen. Probably they just both happen to talk about Cream a lot. Cream. Um, weird. I saw a guy on Song Facts. Sometimes I read the Song fa- Facts comments for songs because one time it taught me that they say I farm for my meals in in the that was Bob a big O'Reilly. One. That was shockingly big. <laughs> That was a big one. And then a guy on this one is like, no, he says breaks like cream, which is like a, cause it's like, well, cream breaks rather easily on like a diamond. He's like, it's, tri- it's supposed to be juxtaposition. I think that guy is wrong. Cause I think he definitely says rich like cream. Breaks? Um, it's cream yeah. break? Cream apparently breaks. He's talking about some like cooking thing where I was just like, I ain't got time for this. I don't think Huey Lewis was up in the kitchen. Definitely Alex not in the it. music video. No, no, certainly not. Um, oh, but you don't want to break a sauce. Yeah, you don't want to... According to this article, uh, using terms I've not heard before, uh, apparently I gotta get into uh, sauce making a little deeper. Yeah, you gotta dive into your, your saucery. But here's what I, here's, here's my take. Yeah. He, cream is food, right? You yeah. don't want your food to be tough. Like a diamond. You gotta chew too much. It hurts. Sure. Yeah, especially if it's creamy. Yeah. So it's it's tough, and then he goes on to call it strong and hard. We're gonna get to that. That line deserves its own thing yeah. to talk about. But like, I so I think the tougher in this is not tough like strength or hardness, but in like I guess acquisition terms, it's like, like difficult to diamonds. attain. Yeah, but also like diamonds are tough. Yeah, and like true love is hard to break. I guess. Yeah, kind of like a diamond, and, and also. He's, he's, yeah, yeah also enjoyable like cream. Yeah, or like rich, like a thing you 
It like it's fulfilling. Yes. And and in in ways nutritious. That's yeah, in ways nutritious. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> like you cream. Get, you got to get your macros and cream provides those. Yeah, I uh, I don't know enough about macro or micronutrients <laughs> to to comment one way or the other on that. Um, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like, hey, it's tough to get, but it is fulfilling. And also, yeah, yeah maybe tough to break when it's the real deal. Um, then let, let, let's talk about boners, Alex. Yeah, let's talk about let's talk about um, sex. Sex. It's all I mean, it's about just, sex. <laughs> um, yeah. So this next line is stronger and harder than a bad girl's dream. Yeah, I mean, he's got to throw a little a little joke in there. Kiwi, this is a family film. Yeah, I mean, I didn't pick this line out when I was younger, but uh, I would have no. got it if I had heard it. Yeah. I think. Like, bad girl? Ooh, she wants sex that is strong and hard. Yeah, she wants a big, erect penis. Yeah. That's... But love is even stronger and harder. Harder than that. Than that. We already discussed the diamonds. <laughs> They're tough, but they're also hard. Can you make a dick so strong and hard that even love can't be harder than it? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we'll have to do a comparison. Um, Science, man. That's a science project for another time. Make a bad one good, make a wrong one right. Power of love that keeps you home at night. Yeah, it's, uh... It's more about sort of the transformative power, you know? Yeah. You have the hawk changing to little white dove but also like makes bad into good makes wrong into right mm-hmm. and then i mean i feel like this song somewhat imposes some values you know as any song would yes uh but it's implying like love or not even i guess eh, love makes you stay home because you don't care about the same things anymore it changes your mind yeah, I always wondered if that line was out of fear or out of like it just like fear. you don't need to go out hunting for I guess hard dicks if you're a bad girl. Yeah. That that was kind of the impression I got. Yeah, it was like you don't need to but it seems so direct. It's like, well, you found love. You don't need to keep looking for love, which is implicitly what you were doing. Um unless the implication is like you don't have to slut it up anymore cuz you're in love. <laughs> It is weird because the song does at certain points seem like it's addressing someone, even though most of it just seems like it's talking about love loosely. Yeah. Because then later he goes on, oh, but you don't care. And it's like, hey, wait, what the fuck? Who are you talking to? Yeah, I don't know, man. Sometimes. So, yeah, it's it is odd. But yeah, I, I guess it is just like the power of love stops you from well, nights spooky, scary, bad things happen out there. You ain't got to risk it anymore, buddy. Yeah, you don't have to expose yourself to ghosts. Yeah, it's. <laughs> it sounds like you're flashing ghosts. <laughs> it does sound like you're flashing ghosts. I mean, ghosts are probably fine with it. Yeah, I imagine they can't. They're like. They don't really feel all that See, much. A ghost, if a ghost's been around for long enough, I'm sure they've seen enough naked people. Like, they just wander through stuff, right? Yeah, right? It's not like anybody has, like, oh, a ghost is here, allow me to cover up. Yeah, like, no, I, mean, I, I don't there. cover for ghosts. No. Can't even see them. Um, Power love keeps you home at night, Alex. It does. Do I have anything also, he talks about bad ones and wrong ones in the previous line, so those are people who are out at night, right? Maybe it's just, like... Maybe. 
That's that's when they're so it, it changes your lifestyle. Oh, so you're habits. not like doing gang violence or whatever. Yeah, you're not gang banging with the boys. You're not, uh, you know, doing graffiti's, robbing convenience stores, general that's petty right. crime, general petty crime, slashing tires, uh, spitting and cussing, spitting and cussing. <laughs> None of that's happening anymore. Disrespecting your mother. Uh-huh. That's right. Um, you know, crimes. <laughs> yeah, crimes. Uh, <laughs> and so you're thinking, he tells you all about this love, this powerful thing. You're thinking, wow, I must need a lot of money, status, expensive. or I'll need to take a loan out from the bank. Don't worry. You don't need money. Don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. That's power of love. It's power of love. That's power of love. Yeah, I think part of that is... I mean, we talk about the 80s sometimes as being this, like, really, like, finance-centric era. Oh, yeah. And I feel like that's a response to that, of, like, ah, money doesn't actually matter. You know, it's Wall Street stuff. Yeah, he's but, like, save, save the, the number crunching for your accountant. Yeah. You don't need to be rich or famous. You can be in love, just as in love. And it's also, like, affirming, because I think... Um, for a lot of people, obviously a lot of people have feelings of inadequacy, and mm-hmm. they can come from all of these things, you know? The, Money, the two fame, a lack of credit card, or trains. Trains, yeah. Um, but but you don't need, uh, you don't need that. It's, it's an equalizer. Yeah, it, 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 it goes unto everyone. It's a true communist principle. Yeah, of- and you never know when it's going to hit you. We already actually... Re, uh, talked about it being strong. Yeah, uh, he does like to mention and sudden. And sudden. Not, uh, not un- unlike a bad girl's dream. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cruel sometimes, but it might just save your life. Yeah, I mean, and that's that transformative aspect coming into it again. Saves yeah. Life. Changes you, bro. That's the power of love. Make a bad one good. I guess that refers to the fact that Marty doesn't get into that street race with Flea. Is that the power of love changing his life? They didn't know about that come just the first movie, I think, but retroactively. Yeah, I mean, perhaps retroactively, but I wouldn't say that the plot of the movie is he realizes, he, well, it kind of is, he, but he's like less hot-headed, right? It's not so much. Yeah. He's not like, ah, I really love Jen, Niffer. Right, he's not like, I need to cool down for Jennifer. He's just like, last like, time somebody called me Yella, I got into a gun duel. Maybe I should <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> cool it. Maybe I should cool it on that uh, a bit. Yeah, fair enough. Alex, first time you feel it, it might make you sad. Next time you feel it, it might make you mad. But you'll be glad, baby, when you found that's the power that makes the world go round. Yeah, I mean, more about how love can have various effects on you, right? Yes. Um, and that's. I mean, strong emotion kind of has that, like, in terms of making you mad. You can be like, ah, why am I feeling this? What, this, this isn't constructive, but, you know. Right. Is it mad, like, angry or mad, like, crazy? crazy? Oh, that's a good question. I think, I think it could be either. Yeah. Because it can drive you mad kind of thing, make you do uh, inadvisable things, or make you angry because you now have to deal with emotions. And that can be uh, a hassle sometimes. Although it's generally also, you know, the constructive thing to do. Even if it doesn't seem that way. Yeah, you'll be glad, baby, when you found 
That's the power. Is he, so when he says he's, you'll be glad when you found that's the power that makes the world go round. Is it that you'll be glad when you have found love, or you'll be glad when you have found the understanding that love is that it's the power that makes the world is go the round. power that makes the world go round. Um, I I think that the song is not suggesting that like understanding that love is powerful grants any higher um perception or anything like that i don't know he's kind of saying that he's like listen man he's dropping the knowledge on you that's his role he's that's like Check true. It. that's what the song is doing like love is what makes the world go around here's the things it can do once you get that through your fucking thick head you'll be glad you'll, you'll enjoy the the ride he's like you know like dog you're gonna know it might make you sad it might make you mad but uh, you gotta get in there you gotta get wet yeah maybe accepting that there can be many outcomes will uh will make you glad yeah. Glad. Glad. But you're right, it might just be like, hey, when you found love, you're gonna be happy about it eventually. <laughs> and also, as it happens, it's the power that makes the world go round. That's right. Um, we hit another chorus, we hit the bridge. They say that all in love is fair, yeah, but you don't care, but you know what to do when it gets hold of you, and with a little help from above, you feel the power feel of love. Feel the power of love. Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Hmm. Um, yeah, like you said before, this part's maybe a little a little more confusing, because it has the you don't care line. Ah, um, but you don't care! They don't, and I assume what they don't care about is the fact that, or the idea that all in love is fair. So is he suggesting mm. that all in love is not fair? Ah, they're, so maybe they're hurt by something that has happened in love. Yeah. But also, like, they, love still gets hold of them. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't fight it even if you're mad at it. So, it's a it's a little unclear, I think. It is a little and and why uh, the power of Christ needs to come in and help you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think part of that and oh, I said tie into an earlier line. But like, I mean, I guess the strong and sudden, but the the idea that it's not controllable. I yeah, think is, is all that. Yeah, it's more of like a leaving it up to the fates is, than yeah. it is any any particular religion. Yeah, although I mean, it's the '80s, which is the past, and I think generally people are getting less religious. That's my understanding. Yeah. So I mean, thirty. He's talking about years the corporations ago. here. A little yeah. help from above. Yeah, because of the tall buildings. That's right. Um, it's a it's a total recall situation where you can. Inject a memory into yourself. Hell yeah, yourself dog. Fall in love. Yeah. Is that what yeah. He doesn't do that in Total Recall, though. He no, goes on vacation. You could kind of do that. You could do that, I guess. Right, because they... So you could... Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, See, it's that's not actually the plot here. of the movie. It's just a, a, a separate application of the technology. <laughs> now, the little help from above could also be the lightning bolt striking the clock tower, Alex. True. Another connection to the movie. There you go. He said he didn't want to write a. Could be the uh, fact that Doc movie. Brown was standing on a chair when he fell and hit his head and invented the flux That's capacitor. Right. So yeah, the pressure of gravity, which I mean, pulled him in. But you know, he fell from above. He fell from above, and he felt the power of love for science, which made the uh, flux capacitor. And they made time travel possible, and we all thank him for that. Yeah. Um, but also, yeah, on this bridge, he says, All in Love is Fair, which is the title of a Stevie Wonder song. But also yeah. is, I think, a reference to All is Fair in Love and War by, I wrote the name down here. Uh, it's, uh, I should have fucking 
Fucking it down here. Oh, no, I didn't write down the guy's name. John Liley? John Mulaney, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John John Liley here was writing the same annotation. Or John Lilly, maybe. No, I think you uh let me see. Hang on. E. John Lilly. Yeah. yeah John Lilly. According to Wikipedia. Um, but that's the lyrics, Alex. It's about love and the power uh, of it. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly lyrics. about how love is transformative and you can't really control it. Yeah, and also it's pretty cool. Yeah, but it, it's it's an overall positive force, even if it can yeah. leave you sad, mad, or otherwise, uh, you know, glad. Yeah, or otherwise you, dove-like. Yeah. Even if you were once a hawk and you now regret becoming a symbol of peace. Yeah, I mean, that's the power of love, baby. That's the power of love, baby. Um, um, yeah, like yeah. I said, there's like a there's like a bit of cleverness to the lyrics. But not like really, really. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I mean... We already kind of discussed it at the top. You see Huey Lewis in the music video and he's wearing like a... Is it a jean jacket? He's got a mullet. I'm sure he does. He's he looks like a a man of the people, yeah. And he's telling you about the power. You, you like you believe that that's coming from him. He's not wearing a jean jacket. I just picture him in my mind in a jean jacket. Wait, maybe it is a jean jacket. He looks very casual though, and like it it doesn't seem incongruous to have these lyrics coming from him, right? You're not yeah, like what's this working in this schmuck video. doing talking about love like this? No, it's all very legit. The way, even like the casual tone, you don't need money, you don't take fame, don't need no credit card to ride this train. Like he's, that's not how, you know, some poet talks to you. That's how Huey Lewis talks to you. He's dealing with the straight dope here, Alex. And it's not expensive. That's right. It's free, in fact. Yeah. Uh, but what does that sound like, Alex? If we were to make music to these, this poem here, what would it sound like? Oh, well, it would need... Some uh, some like really distinctive like sharp synth stings. Yeah, kind of like a. Yeah, like two of them. And that is like such a distinctive part of the song. Yeah, I might even call it iconic, but for me, they are. That's for sure. Oh yeah, Alex, this was a number one track on the Billboard Hot 100. We're not talking about an obscure piece. We're talking about Huey Lewis's biggest song. Yeah, that's true. He was in We Are the Was he in We Are the World? He know. was. Yeah. They're, and they I think they lost an award to that song. <laughs> yeah, at the twenty eighth annual Grammy Awards for Record of the Year. This track lost to We Are the World. It was I also nominated for uh, Best Original Song, but lost to Lionel Richie's Say You Say Me. Hmm. I don't know that song. I don't either. But, but I do know this. Yes. The song rips. Um so we yeah, yeah we get it's kinda, that. It's got like two two riffs kind of off the bat, and it plays in both yeah. the intro. So yes, it's got that synth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the guitar. There's a guitar like playing. It's kind of like rumbling a little bit, you know, yeah. playing the chord progression. Like it's distorted, but it's yeah, it stays like in the background for the most part. Uh, it's fairly low in the mix, and then, but yeah, we also like the drums and the bass. I'll comment. This is like. I was comparing it to other versions. The kick on this is, like, huge. Oh, yeah. The kick drum. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. Like, I hear it. I feel it. Yeah. Um, and then that's kind of the first part. That bam, bam. 
two sting pattern with that synthesizer and then into the second part uh new guitar riff it's like it's not as rumbly uh it's like 12 seconds in yeah, it's a bit like sleazier. It's a little more doesn't have yeah, it doesn't have that that uh, same distortion. Um and then new new keys riff too. Yeah. It's very like snappy. There's less mm-hmm. snappiness to it. Um, yeah, this song is yeah. big about hitting kind of like punchy moments, big kick, big synth hits. And it does. Yeah, I don't know if that something I've been thinking about but not really understanding uh, too much is like, you know, you talk about like the grid, right, of the beat. Yeah, I'm always talking and about the grid. And you can play in front of or behind the beat. Well, I guess it's not necessarily the grid. Just or the on the beat. You play on in front of, you know, you play around with the beat. And yeah. like this, I think it's just very like... I don't know if it leads it a bit or or if it's right on it or what because I don't understand it very well. Right. But it's snappy. Yeah, it's hitting some kind of sweet spot. Yeah. Um so it's a snappy song. Yes. Um yeah, and just like a good like I don't know if it's like a it's just got like some some throwback energy in there cuz they knew that the 50s was involved, but the <laughs> the verse like energy is like pretty good blues rock i feel i think they just have kind of a blues thing going on like huey lewis is the singer and harmonica player in the band okay fair enough so i don't think of blues blues. when i think of huey lewis though i think it's there but let me promo a little feature on a title that i think is bizarre when you go to an artist's uh page like their profile it'll give you like a fans also like section and it gives you an influencers section. So artists right. that have influenced the band. Okay. And so listed here for Huey and Lewis in the news are Little Richard. Yep. The Impressions, Dave Edmonds, Eddie Money, the Beach Boys, and Bob Jensen. Bob Jensen. I don't know who the fuck Bob Jensen is. Okay. He looks like any artist ever. His <laughs> biggest hit is Higher Ground. I don't know that song. Bring no. me a higher ground. Yeah, I was gonna say that too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's uh, maybe that one was written for episode three of Star Wars. Anyway, um, so yeah, maybe they maybe they are just coming from that. <laughs> and then uh, it Huey Lewis. Um, rock field, but I I feel like when I think of Huey Lewis, I don't really think of harmonica. I guess so. I, I yeah, it's not very much. I've seen him do like a big harmonica solo. Okay, sure. Um, but that I, I was looking up harmonica stuff. So I think of more of like they're like if Billy Joel was five dudes is because <laughs> like even they do like their own vocal harmonies and stuff and like a little more rock and roll oriented than like ballad oriented. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, five dudes from California rather than one dude from Long Island is like the yeah. the difference. There's just more of them, and they're from the opposite corner of the country. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's because yeah, no, I, I see that. Shit, it's yeah. kind of like unapologetic pop songwriting that like cares about lyrics yeah and this one is just like i don't know there's a there's like a sleaze in this verse that you don't really get in a lot of other huey lewis hits the first which verse are we on um just the verses in general oh okay just that because oh, the guitar 
Yeah, you could turn that easily into a battle toes or double dragon like level track with just that riff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's a Back to the Future video game. I'm pretty sure there. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've. Have I heard about that existing, or did I make it up in my head? But like with There's, basically this track as the soundtrack, I would believe that. You know what? I think you're right. There's certainly the ones that the Telltale ones that came out, but that's a list. I'm talking of like Back to the Future video games back in the day. So we've got one for the Commodore 64, one for you know, we got like Mac. Um, is that at, what is MSX? No, it's a standardized home computer. Yeah, you got the NES. Yeah, MSX. That's. Is that what the Metal Gear was Metal on originally? Gear. I think you might be right there, Alex. But we're getting off track here. <laughs> we're talking about video games again. Talking about video this games. This is a video again. game podcast. This is a Huey Lewis on the News podcast. It will be once we get canceled and I get sued for <laughs> infringement. But until then, we're going to talk about Huey Lewis and the goddamn news and what they sound like. Yeah. Um,. So, yeah, it's it really is like two sections, because the chorus is instrumentally that intro, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, I mean, there's sort of both, there's sort of two parts of the intro, and then the second part leads into the verse, and then they just yeah. go back to the first part. Yeah. Of the intro. For the That's chorus. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then you get that transition again after the chorus, and then it leads into the next verse. But yeah, it's pretty consistent as they go through until the bridge. yeah. But like he said, it's like they're doing such good like rhythmic work hitting these big beats that really yeah, drive it along. It feels and, good. Like, and yeah, like big and like those synth bah, bah, there's no way to not feel energized by that. So yeah, guys and, and Huey's giving it his all here. He's he's singing great, I think. Yeah, I mean he's a good singer. He's got yeah. a good voice. Um, but let's talk about that bridge then, where we get what I think is a more classic Huey Lewis element, which is these like vocal harmonies and shit. Yeah, whole band joins in. Yeah, or sounds like it. Um, the guitar switches to like longer open chords too, so this is, it's more spacey in in this part. Yeah, um, much more open. Even like the drums are a little gentler, I think. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the whole thing big, is yeah. it doesn't have. I mean, it's not that it's not snappy, but the there's so there's so much like such a like strong attack to the rest of the song. Yeah, and they really soften, like, even the synth is, like, it's hitting big chords, but it's it's much gentler in its attack. Yeah, it's it's just kind of holding those chords, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of as the bridge, like, the end of the bridge, which is sort of ad-libby lines, right? Can you feel yeah. it? Yeah. Can um, you feel it? And at that point, we've basically went, gone back to the verse riff, you know? Yeah. And then we get a guitar solo, though. We do. Sticks on that for the guitar soloing. Um, which the guitar, at least at the, at the beginning, the solo, the way the guitar is playing made me think of the bridge. Um, mm, yeah. Because there's some longer notes, but I think it kind of speeds up as it goes, too. So. Yeah, it speeds up, and it is like a... It's, we're in the 80s here, right? And he's not shredding. He's, like, tone-wise playing closer to more classic, or what at the time would be, like, classic rock. A little bluesy, even? Yeah, a little bluesy. That's what I'm picking up, anyway. I'm picking up the blues there, brother. Yeah. And then I mean, rock guitar, we, hit the, yeah. we hit the outro, where he like he goes a little harder on the vocals. The It's the chorus uh, instrumentals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, Very he exciting. does his like, bigger... Feel the power! 
Just feel the power of love. Power. And then just feel the power of love. Just feel the power of love. I like that as like a way to play it out. Yeah, it's like a way of doing a fade out with some conclusive elements to it. Yeah. Sorry, what elements? I missed the word. Conclusive? Conclusive, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that just like I claimed to before without having yeah, what you said. you fucking piece of shit, Alex. <laughs> clocking in and clocking out, huh? This uh, is just a fucking job to you. Just a job. Just a job. I just do this for the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, Alex, (laughs) it's getting you pussy, good for you. Um, we did forget to mention, I think, something in the lyrics, uh, and I only say this because some people change it in other ones, which is weird, but on the outro, he does, like, his kind of recap, don't take money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card, right, strange, tougher than diamond, stronger than steel, Steel. you won't feel nothing, steel, you won't (laughs) feel nothing until you feel. Yeah. That's it, he just says that. Oh, yeah, we didn't really talk about that. We didn't really talk about that. You won't feel emotion until you feel the power of love. Yeah, you. it's one of those kind of like, oh man, I didn't even know I was alive until I felt love. All right, well, things. how about that? You won't feel nothing until you feel. Uh, but let's talk about this music video, which won at the MTV Music Awards for uh, like best, or American Music Awards or something for best music video. Um, apparently I was watching Huey Lewis talk to Rolling Stone about this and he was like, I told our, uh, our keyboardist, Sean Hopper, he's like, I told Hopper that we had won a, won an award at the, the music video awards. And he's like, what was it for? Best Brown video? <laughs> Cause there's so much Brown lighting in this. <laughs> it is very Brown. <laughs> it's it? very Brown. <laughs> I just, I didn't even question it. Cause I was like, yeah, that's how things were in the past. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ah, it's maybe just like what a nightclub looked like in in the year 1985. <laughs> like, why, why wouldn't it? Um, yeah, in June he's like there in brown mist the whole time. Yeah, inside a club that apparently uh, Huey Lewis and the News were like regular performers at, Uncle Charlie's. Uncle Charlie's in like San Francisco? Yeah, I would assume so. Where they're from? I think that's where they're from. Yeah, I believe that is where they're from. Um, uh, and so yeah. we get like footage of you know just like general like wow this is a bumping club and then who should roll up but Doc Brown in a DeLorean. Yeah, and like it is super unclear what's supposed to be happening. Quite frankly, because he's like so confused. He's like, what? What's that? What's what's that going on? And they're like, it's rock and roll music. And he's like, oh, I. And he's like, oh, I need to be here. Like. Yeah, like how like, you're so, going to a rock and roll show? You're like, what the fuck is that? Like, it's rock yeah, and roll like, music. He's like, oh, okay, that's exactly what, what is this shit. So in this reality, I think he was invited by Huey Lewis in the news. Seems to be. I Possibly think they're friends. Time. <laughs> yeah, like through time. And then what's even more crazy is that like in the films, Doc Brown's always like, like don't touch shit, keep this locked down, keep it secret, mm-hmm. keep it safe. Like, and then here he just fucking leaves the doors open. And he and leaves like, it and leaves it open. Everyone's like on the car. Yeah, like and he's like, oh, hey, ignition. don't touch that. Yeah, they're like, that's a cool stereo. He's like, don't touch that, and then just leaves. And two people get in and go on a like time traveling spree. Yeah, but like we don't see it though. They're just gone. That's the even crazier part. Is like in a like a more modern music video, we would cut between Huey Lewis and the News playing at this bar, and these people going on a wild like time travel journey that maybe mirrors some of the plot points of Back That's to the, the Song. Future. Yeah, yeah, 
they they all almost fuck their moms or something, and then like, something oh, like Huey Lewis is playing, and, oh, we're back, and they don't fuck their moms, and we all cheer. Yeah, so Doc Brown, very negligent, um, which is probably not that unusual for him, all things considered. He is scatterbrained as much as he attempts to be cautious, I will yeah. I will say that. There's a bit um, where someone's like, what's this? And he's like, it's, it's, it's what it is. That's right. <laughs> Um, so I don't know if that was scripted or if they were like, yeah, just try to get them away from your thing. Um, but the other thing that happens in this music video before the song even starts is Huey Lewis introduces the song. That's right. And talks about how it's in this movie, Back to the Future, and they have like Back to the Future jackets. Or like Your favorite band is in the movies. Yeah. We so even got like, jackets and a guy like turns murder. around and... <laughs> Show them the jackets, and it says Back to the Future on a jacket. Yeah, so it's it's within the Back to the Future universe, kind of. Although, Huey Lewis plays the teacher in Back to the Future. That's correct. That's his so, first acting role. Yeah. Is it, does he have other acting roles? Um, yeah, he's in a few other films. Yeah, he's the main character in American Psycho. Yeah, uh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, most of it after that, after we establish our weird, like, context. Yeah. Is just like Huey Lewis in the band. They playing in this very brown, very smoky room. Yeah, like it shows them. There's a lot of close-ups on Huey's face, uh, but then it will pull out and shows the, show the whole band more and more over time. Uh, shows on the audience or shows the audience, and then at the end of the song, the DeLorean comes back. Yeah, and they're That's, like, "We made it." I oh, think there's if a you, sign. This is Uncle Charlie's. Look at that. Yeah, see so that you know it's the place. Um, I think if you were to reshoot this video, how you'd have to do it. Is the the hooligans get in the the DeLorean? They go start going back in time, and they start like accidentally fucking up history, and that like would change what is happening on the stage with Huey Lewis in the news. That would be cool. And so then, yeah, they accidentally like save Hitler's life or something, and suddenly it's like, <laughs> and then suddenly Huey Lewis has like a different mustache, like, yeah, a Hitler mustache, Hitler mustache. Like, These aren't didn't go out of uh, style in or, this like, universe, but then they dinosaurs by the end don't get extinct, and so and then it's it's <laughs> Dino Huey Lewis in the news. Um, that would be great. I feel like what would more likely happen is I think a little easier, which is they would perform the whole thing on in front of a green screen, and and then the um. Right, the, the time machine would, would like zap, 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 lightning everything, and it yeah. would zap everyone through time. And they would be like, "Now we're in this place. Now we're in this place." And the band would just be performing, but it'd be like, "There's a dinosaur." Right. You would, but then you need instead of the intro we get, you need Doc to be like, "I built a time machine out of a nightclub." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. They could like crash into the nightclub, or like something could malfunction, or like there could be a lightning strike. Yeah, I mean, there's I a lot know. of things they could have done. They just did this. It apparently won them a music video award. So. Yeah, I'm. I mean, we've seen some pretty good music videos, and then been like, oh, won an award, and like, ah, eh, cool. But this one's like, really? Yeah, it's just like, well, I guess they did get Christopher Lloyd for it, <laughs> and he does sing, and probably is wearing a jean jacket. Yeah, can't tell all that fucking brown. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to tell what anything is color wise, but. Yeah, this uh, yeah. this video, it's fine. It's fine. Oh, shout out to around like five thirty-five here when he does his double arm pump. Yeah, oh, he does that for a while. Yeah, that's a good move. I think. Um, I'm being <laughs> facetious. I think it looks silly. It we got to talk silly. about some covers, Alex. Let's talk about. Do you have Gloria Gaynor? Gloria Gaynor. <laughs> 
year 1986. Then yes. I will survive and others. And also Barry White's on this. On this track? I believe so. I have it. See, now, Alex, you didn't use title because you no, think you're better title. than me. You think you're fucking better than me. <laughs> and this is from an album called, on title anyway, called Barry White and Gloria Gaynor, CD2. Oh. So it, this is going to raise some questions. Did you listen to the same version? That's what I'm wondering next. How long is yours? Uh, Mine's 3.43. Oh, dog. Mine is 4.18. Uh-oh. We're from different worlds. See, Alex? You, you, this is what happens. You fucking you choose your side in the Spotify war, and you pick the wrong side. <laughs> and everything falls apart. Um, There's, like, sax in this version. Is there sax in your version? Yeah. It takes a okay. solo. Okay. Yeah. What is this? What the fuck then? Yeah, Let's we got pretend that we're talking about the same song. Um, so yeah, we've talked about her before on I Wanna Know What Love Is. Uh we don't Barry White, I couldn't tell you much about, but he's apparently on this playing sax. Okay. I mean, yeah, he might be playing sax on, on my version. Um, I wouldn't be too surprised. So we open with an intro that sounds kinda like a cheap version of the original introduction. Yeah, it's got like this way more rounded guitar sound. I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, on yours as well. That's what I'm getting. Um, uh, the the bass sound as well. You can really hear the bass. It's really pops. Right. Really yeah. pops. Yeah. That's yeah. that's the version. Does it? <laughs> the one that I have does. We are we talking about the same version? Okay, it's like it pops a little on this other version I'm listening to. Yeah. Oh, well, maybe it pops the bass on both is way versions. More audible. Yeah, you're right. It is more audible. Um, and I'm like just, this is really round off. sound to the guitar and the bass. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can hear that. Yeah. Um, the sax comes in when they hit the main riff, the verse riff. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good. Um, does she do the uh, the line edits? She doesn't talk about boners in my version. Does she talk about boners in your version? No, she does. She changes the lines. Yeah, more New precious lyrics. than gold, hard to reki- hard to rekindle when, when it, grows it grows cold. cold. Yeah, that's it. That's a good change. Yeah. Um, makes sense. Uh, yeah, because the original... I mean, that's probably the most dated line. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not surprised someone changed it. Yeah, also, they only changed it a year later. This is 1986. <laughs> yeah, I guess it wasn't, maybe it wasn't dated at the time, but I can see why you would want to not sing that. Yeah, I think it's just a bad line. Yeah. It like it, it kind of is nestled into the song, so it sort of skates by. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what else is going on here, man? It's really close. It's a pretty close cover. But then you get yeah, yeah the sax on the transitions in particular, um, and it takes a solo. Um, but I I think there's a good feel to it. Like you get the horns, the sax, really, and then the new bass, yeah. and then there's a piano as well. That you has got a pretty good feel to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel I like I really like the sax. Um, she does some little echoes on certain lines, like "Can you feel it?" She's like, "Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it? Can you feel it?" And uh, yeah, she does some. The sax does some noodling. She does some ad lib. She got a good voice. You're here to hear Gloria Gaynor sing this, really. Yeah, you know she does. I will survive. That's true. She does. You That's know she like... does a cover of "I Want to Know What Love Is." Wow. Wow. But I don't have much else to say. It's a pretty yeah, safe cover. I, don't know. I, th- I thought it was a decent cover. Uh, it didn't like blow me away, but... Like, it's, yeah, I thought it was solid, reasonable. though, and I think the lyrical change is one of the smarter ones we've heard. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but we got to move on. We got to talk about the early November with Arthur Enders in 2005. Credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and it's cool. Song. Which is, he's just a member of the band. Yeah, who I guess now has a solo career. So I he guess likes so. To, yeah, to I don't know if that's a, if that's, I mean, it's 2005. I don't know how you would handle this. So I'm thinking either it's a rights thing, you know, publishing, whatever, mm-hmm. or to help people locate it. Because, like, if his name is on it and people know him, you know, the band. Right. Then they could be like, oh, this is his material as well with the band sort of thing. Right. So, yeah, if other, Arthur Enders is bigger than the early November, but he wants people to find the early November stuff, he puts Arthur Enders on there. Yeah. And I don't know how that all works. But it, for, for finding it on, you know, streaming, definitely. Yeah. Help. On hit apps like Tidal and nothing else. Yeah, like Tidal. It helps. Just that. Google Music. Apple Google Music. Music. And Apple Music. Um... Deezer? Is Deezer a streaming service? Deezer? I don't know. There's one called, like, Quibbas. Quibbas? Quibbas. I don't think I know that one. Uh, is it like Quibi? No. <laughs> is it all, like, short clips? Uh, it's, it's Q-O-B-U-Z. They're a French music service, and oh. they uh, their big thing is, like, paying artists a, a better amount of money. Oh, that sounds like a nice thing. It is nice. Unfortunately, they also have a smaller catalog than Tidal or that other service we don't talk about. Quibi? Yeah, no, that's the the Quibius. Does <laughs> <laughs> that even still exist? Is that um no? Quibi went under okay. like a thousand years ago. Okay. Uh so Alex, what if what if what if what if it was acoustic? Huh? Think about that. I'm thinking about it. What if it was acoustic? What if there was like also some synth though, like kind of flutish synth, or is it like an organ? Maybe it's an organ. Yeah, all right. It's an organ, Alec. What is what is an organ if not synthetic flutes? It's not synthetic flutes. What what is an organ? What? Um, That's a qu- question we're all asking. <sighs> so yeah, this is it's like a breakup song version. Yeah. yeah, he sounds a bit sad. Close mic. Um, uh, yeah. a bit folk campfire vibes too, though. You get a lot Definitely. of like ominous chord change sounds for sounds from that guitar. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about this song, and I was trying to figure out. Do you think this song is like a borderline standard? Yeah, I feel like it has standard potential. It might not be old enough yet. No, but I think it is like a lot of standards are super simple, right? Yeah, and that's really simple. Definitely power of love, and like especially like there's more to the track, but if you get the ba ba, yeah, you're pretty much good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, like that's it. Uh, although this doesn't have that, but I I really feel like like you can put it in a lot of contexts, and it works fine. Yeah. So like this works fine as well. Um, yeah, I feel because mostly us, we thought about this one. I think it gives us like an angle on love. I don't think it's maybe just because it's a standard. Because I think we'll talk about the next version. I don't think it's a good cover of. Power of Love. I think it's got okay. a good instrumentals the next version, but I think it's because I think a key part of this song is the vocal performance. Um, like the right. original has Huey Lewis, and he's giving his working man on. He's he's convincingly telling us about the power of love. It is a powerful thing. Holy shit! Feel the power. Feel the power of love. He's giving it. Um, with Gloria Gaynor, she gives it. 
With yeah. this guy, he tones it down, but gives us the like, damn, love is powerful. Like, maybe there's a bit of like, right? He still sells little, it. Little watch out in there. He's thing. like, fuck, yeah. I got burned on love, but let me tell you about it. Like, this is how I'm sad about it, and it's like, and it's pretty simple. Other than mm-hmm. that, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's more on the vocals, yeah, yeah, because it's like what guitar and like a shaker and then yeah. that organ and then like a bit of bass. I do like that the then they get you like extra vocals in the chorus and like a yeah. sort of brighter sound from your organ. So I think he does a good job of raising up the chorus even in this more down tempo version. Yeah, the organ for sure uh, helps. Yeah, I think, and this is uh, this is another one. But like, as much as he has that angle, I do think the vocal approach could be fleshed out because it is. This version overall is a bit one note once you get through the first like verse and chorus. It's just it that again and again. Although it does have the electric guitar come in for the solo. That's so right. Like, it's a, it's, yeah. Kind of ambient voices on that too, I think. I'm trying to find it. I didn't put a yeah, timestamp in. Like, around four minutes. You get those voices in the background. Ah. Yeah. So I don't mind. I don't mind it when, you know, getting a little, getting a little simple. A little yeah. Simple. I think we could get more of the vocals is my big take on this one. But overall, I think it still grabs something. Also, I don't think it's punk. It's on an album called Punk Goes 80s. It doesn't sound very punk to me. Uh, me neither. Um, I'll tell you what also isn't punk. Atelier Bossa Conscious in 2012. Have we talked about this entity before? We have. I'm like 90% sure, but I couldn't find the song because the na- song names are in Katakana, typically. Yeah. yeah so so uh, I can't pronounce but not what they've titled this on song. title. So, oh, I'm missing out to again. Suck, Alex. <sighs> Truly, nothing. Just gonna, I'm just going to be sad for a minute. Tell It'll me what sad. this song is like. Tell you, I tell you what it's like. Uh, it's a pretty honestly, <sighs> no shame to this person. I don't know anything about this entity other other than that Japanese boss music. Her voice is boring. Vocally, <laughs> so fucking boring. And they put so much reverb on the vocals. It sounds very karaoke. Yes. Yeah. But I'll tell you this: the instrumentation on this is kind of fun. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, detached from the rest of it, it's like, all right, it's kind of got this, like, gentle, tropical sound to it. It's fast bossa nova, really. Yeah, so you get those drums, boom, ba da 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 But also electronic. Yeah. I was going to call it Neapolitan, but that's just the album artwork. Looks like Neapolitan ice cream, because it's, like, brown, white, and pink. Okay, yeah, I can see that. So it's not Italian. Yeah. Gotta love it. Gotta love the Italians. It's not Italian, though. Yeah, the, but... Just uh, a shout-out to their fellow Axis member. <laughs> Former allies. <laughs> um, yeah, there's a lot of chimes in it, too. So many chimes. They're like, yeah. They play a lot in the chorus and like transitions in and out. They Those do, like, big sweeps. Sweep chimes. Yeah. A lot of chimes. Um, and some, like, string arpeggios in the chorus. But it's mostly, like, that, like the beat playing, and it's got, like, bossa beat kind of... Uh, yeah, with it's like, like an a electric piano. Boss a karaoke track, really, isn't yeah. it? And really? I'll tell you this, like, it doesn't sound like Power of Love. Her vocals aren't delivering anything to us. Why not just nope. take that little fun 
track they've made and do something else with it because it's kind of fun. Like, it, if it wasn't the power of love, I, yeah, I'd be more forgiving <laughs> to it. I think, yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I ended up pretty neutral. I think. Yeah, I don't think it's hateable, but I don't think it's laudable for any reason either. It's yeah. just kind of boring. Yeah, that was my that was my takeaway. But no, it's not terrible. Um, I guess reverb is not such a bad thing, even though I was... But like, yeah, it just sounds karaoke. So what if we flip it, though, and do boring instruments and pretty good vocals? Let's talk <laughs> Pelike in 2015. <laughs> Yeah, let's talk Pelike. What? It's it's so flat. So flat instrumentally, I, right? And I mean, I was talking about playing around the beat, right? I feel mm-hmm. like they're doing it wrong. They're in the wrong spot. Yeah. Like I said, I don't understand it that well, but they these this is the wrong way to do it, I think. Yeah. And it's too bad cuz I like I think Pelike is a pretty good singer. He is. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. Really I even weird. watched the YouTube video and he's like, this is for future day. It's October 21st, 2015. That's the day Marty travels to the future. Uh, I remember that day. I had class. Yeah. yeah. I, I will pretend to remember that day as well. <laughs> um, but I, I wonder if he just did this. Cause like people were, I don't know if he actually likes the song <laughs> is what I feel like. Like it's more of a, I, I mean, if you're, if you're like a, a social media type like content creator yeah you're just feeding the algorithm right he's like well yeah. i'm probably pulling some views with this i'm pelike so i can sing anything well enough mm-hmm. like might as well do this and so there's an element of this that could work because like the original version has this like bluesy rock to it that riff the first riff that would translate well to heavy metal if you went all the way with it but their approach on this seems to be doing a, like a minimalist version of all of the instruments. Like really, mo- like it really is down. just the guitar, the synth, and the drums, right? Yeah, and that synth is the cheapest. Like the synth bit. is rough. I feel like the synth ruins a like a pull, lot. drags a lot of it down. Yeah, because the guitar is like okay. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think it needs to be louder, the guitar. I think you need to let it be a little bassier, let it fill more of the track. But it's not necessarily yeah, bad. Maybe. Yeah, it's got like a decent like wail at times, and it's a little, you know, it's growly. Like mm-hmm. it's fine. I, I, I like other guitars There's, better sometimes, but like it's it's, it's reasonable. Fine. And then the synth is just so weak. It is, and there's even in Back to the Future when Marty and the Pinheads go to play their song, which is <laughs> Power of Love. They do basically. It's just like the riff. Plus one lead guitar noodling over it before Huey Lewis tells them they're too dang loud. <laughs> and you could have just lifted that. You could have just done that. Done what they did, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's rough. Uh, it's pretty straight cover otherwise. You know, it's him yeah. singing. He does a good enough job. Because he's a pretty good singer. You know? Yeah. But and then, it's just unfortunate that that synth is there. Yeah, and we get in this version a weird lyrical change Oh, that also appears in the next version. I don't know why, but instead of saying, and this is why I brought this up, and the originally says you won't feel nothing until you feel. 
And in this version and in the next version, they say you won't feel it until you feel. Hmm. What? I feel like there's just an unclear subject in that sentence. You're not gonna feel it until you feel, bro. Oh, damn. You're gonna think about that? I'm thinking about it right now. I'm thinking about it right now. It sounds ridiculous. Um, only other thing to mention is there is, of course, he's a YouTuber. There's a YouTube video. It's just him in studio singing. Yep. Singing. Um, he he yeah. nods his head a lot like he is enjoying it. He's wearing a leather jacket and a dog tag. I don't know if Pelike has military experience or if that's stolen valor. Is that an actual dog tag, or is it just like a metal pendant of some kind? I don't know. It's got inscriptions on it, man. It does. It's just like, it's pretty wide. It is very wide to be a dog tag, isn't it? But, but if it's it a big enough dog. A dog tag. <laughs> I, I would still put that on a dog. Like, it's good yeah. enough to be a tag for a dog. For sure. Um, and then he lifts one finger when he says, makes one man weep. That's his, like, <laughs> one cool move. He does. He has a... F- does he have other hand signs? I don't see them. I, he kind of no. He just like kind of nods along for the off rest. Camera. Yeah, off camera. Um, I am making fun of him. No shade to Pelike. I still think he's all right, but I do think this was a misstep. I feel like if that synth was better, this would be like we could much we could salvage stronger. something here, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the rest of it's at least fine. And like, if the synth was on the same level as the guitar, it would at least be like decent. Yeah, and maybe just mix it a little louder, and you could actually pull something from Yeah, this. but for some reason, that synth just drags it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know what wasn't dragging things down? Our favorite uh, film music cover band, You Found <laughs> Glory in 2019. Newfound Glory. Yes, we have talked about them quite a bit. Almost every time a, <laughs> a film comes up. They got these from up. the screen to the st- to your stereo albums. For the third time, this one. And this one's like 20 years after their last one. At least. Oh, oh was the last one in 99? Yeah, I think... Because... They're like ninety nine. Yeah, they've or been. They were definitely around in the in the nineties. Um, yeah, because we talked about them for I don't want to miss a thing and Iris as well, right? Iris as well, as well as one many. Uh, yeah, we talked about them a while ago. We talked about them a few times for sure. Those are the recent ones. Yeah. Um. Yeah, the last one we talked about, Volume Two, is from two thousand seven, and that has okay, so not twenty years, but twelve years between. Pretty good. And that one's got uh, Iris on it, and The Promise we also talked about them for. Oh. So yeah, American alt-rock band. Um, I'm not, like, they're a band I knew existed. I still can't even tell you what their hits are, even as I'm looking at the top tracks on Tidal, the only streaming service. They were never, like, huge. Yeah, they were, like, on the scene. Yeah. But, uh... Maybe it's just coming off those last two, but this one is like so much more effective. Oh, it's a breath of fresh air. Yeah, because <laughs> like they're they're kind of rocking it, you know. I well, first of all, there's more like film references. Like it starts with like clock sound clock effects, clock sounds. Yeah, um, Back to the Future reference, um, and then the way they structure this one, they kind of have two uh, parts they switch between. They have like a heavier version with it, it, that they start in the intro. Um, Using kind of the intro from the original, um, with some like cool, they got like cool slide in, yeah, at the beginning, um, and it's much straighter, like da da 
dun, dun. Um, and then they switch up the rhythm to more of like a pop punk rhythm where they kind of accent the other beat or something. Yeah, they like really dig into it and you get this yeah. steely bass. And it, yeah, but it's it like faster, rocks. like it's double time basically, right? It's yeah, it fucking rocks. Yeah, and then they sort of switch back and forth between those. So once they get to the chorus, then you get that transition back to the normal time, I guess. Um slower feel um and then into that you know the riff yeah and that's really cool like it's a good way to really like emphasize the chorus we've talked about this kind of thing before it's effective yeah it's effective here it's yeah it's not like these guys are pulling off anything too too complex but they're bringing like one of the key elements to the song which is energy yeah and like a strong synth sorry pelike yeah strong synth synth. and, and strong drums those drums are going ham here too true true they're doing more with the drums than anyone so the has. rhythm is on point and yeah they're doing these big energetic moves the vocals they're passable they're pop punk all like emo vocals they're doing <laughs> yeah the job. they fit they fit they fit just right so you know no, no shade on him they're they're doing their job but yeah those synths when the chorus kicks in it's big mm-hmm. it's big yeah they hit big and uh you know uh faster and harder than Stronger and harder, rather. Yeah, stronger, fe- faster, fetter, harder. Fetter. That's, fetter. How, that's how the British say feta cheese. That's the, <laughs> oh, yeah, pass the fetter. That's the tennis tennis player? Is that a tennis fe- player? Fetter? Yeah. No. It's a Roger Federer reference. Okay, Alex. <laughs> the tennis player, you know. Thanks for that. See uh, no. Of note, did he win anything? He- yeah, he's been a he's been a top tennis player for a long time. Good for him. Pretty sure he still plays. I don't is think he's he a, a top ten tennis player. I mean, he's definitely in my top ten. Clearly, he's your number one. Sounds <laughs> of it. Um, what else goes on in here? Um, second verse same as the first, right? Yeah, that's true. It it does. You know, it's back and forth, right? Yeah. Although in the third verse, they cut down. Uh, kind of even more. That's um, right. Once once you get all the way there, you know, it's just like drums and like the guitars in the background. And then the bridge uh, kind of breaks down again or more. <laughs> yeah. So it's like a double breakdown. Because they just, they're like bass, basically. Yeah. Just bass. And then yeah, it's just yeah. that bass. And harmonies, I guess. Yeah. And that's, yep. yeah, pretty classic, like pop punk harmonies. Yeah. So it's pretty cool, and, and then like the pop punk chug, and the second half of this like, it's like anthem. It's like pop punk anthem stuff that they they fill into the breakdown on the bridge. Yeah, it's anthemic. Yes. So it's cool. It's cool stuff. Um, very exciting, and uh, this is yeah, solid version. Yeah, you get a guitar solo. Uh, yeah, they play it well. They they play to their strengths, and. I got a fun little music video to go along with it. They do. It's a lot of film references, some stop motion. So yeah, it's yeah, it's two halves. Is there stop motion with this like uh, Marty McFly toy that I probably they probably just bought, and uh, like a, a model DeLorean and all that. And so they mimic some of the scenes from the film, starting with him like going to Doc's place and playing the big ass amp. Yeah. Turning everything up, and, and then also shows the guys in the band. 
dressed as film characters. Yes. Back to the Future characters and like skateboarding around or just yeah, like Marty being McFly, on the, Playing at the, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance. There's a lot of Enchantment Under the Sea posters. Yeah. Um, band has tuxedo t-shirts on. Oh yeah, of course, to, to mirror the the style. Yeah, and it just it intercuts um that with the with the stop motion stuff. So like you also see Marty going into the past. He's in front of like Lion Estates, which in the movie is where he lives, but when lives. he goes into the past, it's just being built. Yeah, you see um, him scoot up to Twin Pine Malls to see the actual demonstration of the time machine for the first yep, time. Which it doesn't show until the end after it's shown some other stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, the part of the movie where they try to time with the lightning to power the time yeah, machine. Yeah, they, they all do that the stuff. climax at the back there. Um, I'm almost surprised that they didn't kind of do a cut in here just for the music video to do the It's Your Cousin Marvin bit. Like, Something you know, because it's a rock like and roll word. song, right? Yeah, just cause, yeah, they're playing a rock and roll song, but I guess it is Johnny B. Good for that. They could have still done it for Power Love, but. No, nah, it's a fun music video. Not a lot else to say about it. There's they another guy dressed as Doc Brown. Yeah, he wakes Doc Brown Band up member. on a He's on a got park like a bench. White frilly frizzy wig on. Yeah, classic, that's classic frizzy much, wig. Yeah. So that's film references and it's stop motion. It's stop motion. film scenes. That's pretty much it. Yeah, and uh, I say it's pretty much it, but like that's more complex than any of these other music videos. Yeah, and less brown than Huey Lewis and the Way News. less brown. So, something to think about as we move into a 2021 cover by Kristen Korb. It don't take money and it don't take fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and cruel sometimes. And I might just... Yeah, featuring Magnus Hjorth, Snorri Kirk, and Matthias Heiss. I don't know if I pronounced all those right. Hey, but you sure pronounced them, Alex. Kristen Korb's a double bassist and a vocalist. There's a quote on her page that I think is funny. She says, you forget she is playing the bass when she sings. <laughs> uh, not when you're watching this video. No, certainly not. Uh, it's funny, though. It makes it sound yeah. like playing the bass is a bad thing. It's like, you forget this loser is a bassist when you hear her sing. Uh, not like those other bassists. You can't, you can't get the bass out of your mind when Getty Lee sings. Sings, yeah, stings. <laughs> like, ugh, this fucking asshole. Oh, man, he's probably keeping the rhythm. Rhythm. Like a chump. Uh, there's also that Magnus, he's the pianist. Um, Snorra, it's like S-N-O-R-R-E. Uh, he's oh, yeah. Danish. Snorra Kirk. Um, he's playing the drums here. Okay. Uh, but his website just describes him as a, or the description just describes him as a sideman. Um, and then Matthias, who uh, seems to be the harmonica player. Oh, okay, he rocks. He's yeah, really there's what a pretty this song prominent chromatic harmonica on this track. Yes. And in fact, he takes the solo. I'll or say a, this. a solo? Yeah. A solo. Yeah, the solo. I'll say this. That's some Billy Joel energy coming from that harmonica. Coming from the harmonica, you think? Yeah, I believe so. There is okay. a song, and there must be a song Billy Joel has with a chromatic harmonica in it. It's like that tone of harmonica specifically. Yeah. I mean, it definitely like, reminded me of, like, um, Stevie Wonder plays a chromatic harmonica. Okay. So, like, Isn't She Lovely has a pretty... Has a harmonica solo, and he's got that sound, right? Because it's a cool. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 um, yeah. I can't think of a Billy Joel song with that, but it, I mean, I'm sure there is one. It's yeah, I don't know. It's probably a, it's probably a cool deep cut that you've never heard. That probably, I mean, I know, like, 
from the like greatest hits albums I have. <laughs> <laughs> um, this version, jazz, pretty simple jazz. Yeah, it's still. I mean, it's fairly long version. Fairly, and that's because we sit on a harmonica solo for about two minutes. Yeah, for quite a while. It's long. Um, but other than that. Yeah, it's jazz version. There's a lot of that jazz piano going on, jazz drums. Yeah. The other parts I didn't think were like, I was like, oh yeah, that's the jazz version of whatever. Yeah. And, but then it sneaks in a lot of these harmonica licks, so there's a bunch of those, and then it takes a solo, and that's cool. Yeah, I think it doesn't like hit the instrumental notes that let us know it's power of love, but I think like vocally and with the tone of the harmonica, they build their own version of power of love that works. Yeah, and part of that, they kind of do what Newfound Glory did with, mm-hmm. the, with the double time drums. Right. That go back to normal time for the chorus. Which kind of works for this song. Right, yeah, because it is double time in there, and then... Yeah! Yeah, I mean, it sounds very different, but they do both do that. <laughs> they both do that, that's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, and I guess you do get, like, the piano does hit those two notes. It's a boom, boom, to kind of, like, mimic that, da, da. but it's, of course, jazzified so much that it's smooth and not that energetic. Yeah, I barely even noticed, but you're right, they do. They do. So it's it's one of those ones, and that's that's it's a classic jazz head approach, where, like, it's about the stuff you don't notice, man. It's like, well, that's, I guess that's one way to look at music, and that's what this one does, and I think fairly effectively. Yeah, it's just softer. Jazzy version. Yeah. Do we need a harmonica solo that long? No. But did we need a harmonica solo? Probably. Probably. Yeah. So I'm willing to take this one for what it is. Jazzy. Jazzy. And there's a music video where I guess it's like maybe peak COVID when she's filming this. It feels very COVID. Because eventually there is a like a choir. So she's by herself in the woods playing her double bass and singing. You almost forgot she was playing it if you just listened to the audio. But she's playing a double bass. (laughs) You also forget because there's a lot of the song where she's not holding the bass. That's right. A lot of the video. um, Which I think are the worst parts of the video, personally, where it's just her face singing at the camera. Yeah, and she does like, she kind of half commits to doing faces for, to like, align with certain lines. Like, it might make you mad. She like, attempts to frown but like doesn't want to frown too much yeah i i feel like that's not a strong that's not a strong part of the of the video no um but in some other stuff you know she walks around a bit sometimes holding the bass sometimes not some like selfie shots of just like over her shoulder shots of this forest that she's walking through yeah Um, and then this once we get to the harmonica solo it cuts to like them playing live uh, which is how I know that sideman guy is playing the drums because it's just oh, okay because you're able to identify him that way. Yeah, because uh, I looked up his profile, so I knew what he looked like. It's um, so weird because they yeah. also put a filter over the this live footage of like the recording a through a camera. Yeah, like yeah. to make it look like a camcorder. And they're playing like on a bridge or something. Yeah, it's it must be like part of a. Like a university campus or something, or like because they're clearly yeah. in a building but over a bridge. Yeah, they seem to be over a a road. It looks like a highway. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> yeah, like a pretty wide road. Uh, and then there's some other footage of like right. There's other live footage of oh, them yeah. in like a. And then it just turns into like a wedding slideshow. 
Yeah, for of, a bit, like, where it's like recording and stuff. That, and then we get the Zoom videos of all of these the backup singers. Backup singers? Does she know all these people? Or are they random? I guess they're in the credits. Yeah, they are because the credits are very long. Very long. <laughs> Which is why this video is over six minutes long, despite the song being under five. It see, it looks to me like either students. I, I didn't read her whole profile if she's a teacher or just like people on, I don't know, Instagram or something if she streams. Yeah, her opening thing is big thing on the credits is big thanks and my eternal gratitude go out to the following friends, choir directors and students who helped make this video possible. Yeah, there you go. Oh, she's probably vocal coach. So the, yeah, there's probably some choirs in there, some students. Um, oh yeah, she's probably a vocal coach. You're right. She's working. But yeah, that's her video. We got one more version to talk about, though. We Alex. do have one more version to talk and about. And people may be shocked that it's on here, but it's Scary Pockets in Bahamas in 2021. Don't need money. Don't need fame. Don't need no credit card to ride this train. It's strong and it's sudden and it's cruel sometimes. But it might just save your life. And Bahamas. Um, yeah, we know I, these guys. I think guys. it's pronounced Bahamas. Bahamas. That's how you ask for more Baja Blast at a Taco Bell. <laughs> what? So mas in, in Spanish means more. Uh, Baja is a word. Baja Blast is a place, flavor of Mountain Dew. So the joke there is that if you want to sound authentic at a Taco Bell, which is inauthentic, of course, you like a Bahamas. <laughs> now that I've okay. explained the joke, we all agree it's funny. Yes. Um, so here Bahamas is an indie folk solo project led by Afi Jervanen, who's Canadian. Yeah. Canadian? Canadian content? He's got a mustache. He's got a mustache. So, Scary Pockets, typically known as white people's funk. Um, this one version has two people of color on it, at least. Yeah. The, is that guy playing the bass? Yeah, you got, you got nope. a guy playing the bass. It's Drums not a bass. and a guitar. Oh, it's a guitar. Okay. Is that racist that I thought it was bass? <laughs> <laughs> Let's say no. I said okay. bass first, though. Let's see. So you're the racist. Yeah, I was so just me. trying to back you up. No, because I saw the, the guy who's standing next to was playing a guitar. Mm-hmm. And he was... I couldn't see what he was playing. So I was like, oh, he must be the bassist. But yeah. no, they're both playing guitars. Um, so this one is part funk and part trop pop. Yeah, it goes, it goes trop pop for the... Uh, for the chorus, where the it's chorus. just like she switches over to this like Prophet Six. Um, I'm referencing the video for this information, and he is uh, Jack Conti, the band leader. Yeah. Um, where it just like it gets all spacey, and he does a little little riff. Yeah. Yeah, very like trap pop riff. Uh. So that's that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. Um, they're they do the funk for the the verses though, and they they love to do their like big stops and restarts. So be like, pow, no, it was a curious thing, and they stop, and you're mm-hmm. like, whoa, is the music gonna come back, and then it does, and you're like, oh shit, that's some scary pockets. Yeah, I want to, cause I feel like. I mean, obviously, there's big synth in the original as well. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of like the synth side that comes back in on the chorus. So it's a similar idea to that. Right. Is that, that's their way of bringing it in. They're like, we've got big synths, but it's trop pop on yeah, the Yeah, but it's, it's a very different synth style. 
I think it's a good way of lifting up the chorus. Like I put, I left this on because I think it's probably one of the better Scary Pockets covers we've talked about. I yeah. I also, I mean, uh, the other thing they do got a little detuned synth on the verses. I mean, Ugh. I'm a bit of a sucker for detuned synth. You love a detuned synth, yeah, yeah, and uh, and I think uh, the vocals are pretty good too. I like the singer. Yeah, I think uh, Bahamas does a pretty good job here. He's got a mustache. I have a mustache. So You've got a mustache, so now you like just got to wear a backwards hat. There. He's Canadian. I'm Canadian. Yep, you're Canadian. You're Am fooling. I Bahamas? <laughs> you're, you're a Baja less, I think. <laughs> Baja less. Uh, no, thank you. No more Bahamas. Uh, no more Baja for me, thanks. <laughs> um, no, I thought this one was all right. I think they grabbed, they hit kind of a a good vibe in the verse that's similar to the original without being blues rock. They're like, well, what if we make it a little funk? That works. Um, I thought switching up to Trop Pop was a good way to just not be another Scary Pockets hit. Yeah, because I, I do think the the like rest of the track is fairly straightforward funk. Yeah. But that does set it apart. They also have a saxophone solo. Yeah, ripping sax, which yeah, uh, um, hey. which seems to have been a called in uh, saxophone solo. Yeah, it seems the like they performed a seance, superimposed over the rest of the video. But that's yeah. kind of the style, because I mean, it's the small room thing, but also with a bunch of like, I guess it's, it's not, is it bloom or no? It's lens flare. Like yeah, lens they got like flare lens flare. Effects. Um, including like an aura surrounding this ghostly saxophone player, uh, who I believe is Bob Reynolds. I believe that's I, I, in the credits. Uh, he couldn't make it, I'm sure, so they uh, okay. added him later. Is Bob Reynolds like beyond being this guy? Uh, do we know anything about him? No, absolutely not. <laughs> okay, all right. I just see tenor sax Bob Reynolds in the musician credits. Fantastic. So yeah, I didn't think this version was too bad. Um, I didn't like their plug for their Patreon at the end, but... No, that was... I mean, any time uh, a content creator type goes off script like that, yeah, it's it's rough, man. It can be definitely rough. We say as content creators with no script. With no script? Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. I feel like if you get the attitude, it's about they're like overly joyous. I'm like, yeah. chill, chill, guys. Just ask people to go to your patreon yeah just like if you yeah if you just thought like we're just like hey we have these things we would love to get ten dollars a month from you i invented patreon so uh, did he invent patreon or did he invent kickstarter what did this guy invent i think he was one of the co creators of patreon he invented the concept of giving artists money and so we do have to give him credit for that but we don't uh, have to give him money for that no we certainly don't we certainly won't what we will do is rate all these covers we've talked about today. Yes, uh, in, our, in our final verse, we've got three categories. The worst version, the best version, and the version that you would send back in time to 1955 to <laughs> save your mom. To, I don't know, to Back to the Future. You get it. What would the people of 1955 love the most? Alex, what's the worst version of this? What's the worst version of this? My worst version of this song is probably... Uh, Pelike, I just, that synth just killed it. I don't know how they could yeah. listen to that and been like, this is good to put out. You gotta, I mean, I'm sure, just redo the synth. And it's so much stronger. But the, the synth, uh, not good. It's not good. 
Yeah, it's. I think I agree with you. Even as much as like Atelier Boss of Conscious is nothing to write home about. Yeah, didn't love that one either, but th- this one just has an element like actively working against it. Yeah, and I like. I feel like Pelike can put out good stuff, so do that instead of putting out this. Mm-hmm. So yeah, agreed. Worst version, Alex. What's the best version? Best version. My favorite was uh, Newfound Glory. Possibly, obviously, from the from hearing me talk about it, yeah, um, I liked their. I mean, I appreciated their little film references because uh, you know I like these movies, yeah. and uh, and it was yeah, lots of energy, lots of uh, good sounds. And yeah, a I cool agree. Little uh, rhythmic switch up. I think sometimes when you're making a cover, you know you can't replace the original, so the best you can do is celebrate the original without just doing it note for note, and that's what. Newfound Glory does. If that makes sense. I think it's they oh, show it a real love for the original, and I think they're like, well, hey, we got a few moves. We this is what we can do. I hope you guys also love movies as much as we do, because we have three albums of movie covers. Uh Twitch, I'd say, yeah, probably Newfound Glory. I'm a big fan of movies. Yeah, best version, I think. Um, Alex. 1955. 1955. What do you got for well, me? Okay, I'm not sending the Gloria Gaynor version back because I don't think they would appreciate that. <laughs> Like, we wish a white man did this. You're like, well, yeah. I've got good news for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. I'm going to send back Atelier Bossa Conscious because I think in the 50s, they were either just about to get into Bossa Nova or, mm-hmm. or ha- were just getting into Bossa Nova in, like, the United States. Okay. Um, it might be a few years ahead. It might be, like, a decade ahead, but doesn't matter. They were ready for it. I think they're ready for Atelier Bossa Conscious. So you're ready for it, but you're ready for it to be your kids are going to love this kind of situation? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And I it's going to sound great to them because all the recordings sounded like shit. Right. But what about when they find out it's by a Japanese person? Don't tell them that. <laughs> Do not tell them that. <laughs> you really touched on something I didn't Just think hope about. They don't notice. <laughs> I mean, her accent isn't too strong on the recording. You might, you might yeah, be able to slip like, it by. Just don't show them the album artwork. And, uh, yeah, you're golden. Yeah. Um, a lot of talk about racism on this episode. In, in 1955? <laughs> in 1955. Tons of it. Um, what am I sending back there? Honestly? for re- I'm going to give them the early November. I think, you know what? Okay. Just just spook them out a little bit. Be spook like, hey. them out a bit. They're ready for the like folky thing. Slower playing. Yeah, I'm like, listen, it's country time. They'll be like, this is something I can relate to, but it's also a little weird. I'll be like, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't yeah. have to worry. I don't think I have to worry about race relations with that one. So it's also like probably don't want to send any like crazy synth stuff back because people would be like, this is strange and new. Like, no, no, this is an organ. I know what this is. Yeah, this is a exactly. Guitar. Like, I know what okay. this is. This is church music with an acoustic guitar. Yeah. We can get behind this. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, so I wouldn't this melt their brains. This doesn't feel like sin. This feels like. It's, yeah, if music. I sent them scary pockets, they'd fucking kill themselves. Yeah, they'd be like, Prophet 6? We don't even have a Prophet 5 yet. <laughs> Did they have any prophets at that time? No. The only prophet we know is Jesus Christ. Jesus. I mean, whoa, whoa. <laughs> prophet. Um, Okay. Um, all right. All right. That that could cause controversy. As that well. could right. Somebody might. Uh, all right. We're <laughs> we're diving into the strange waters here, Alex. So I'm gonna. Yeah, we don't want to discuss. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like religious dogma in 1955. Certainly not. What we do want to discuss is the fact that you can share your opinions, whether similar or different to ours, with us on Twitter 
Hashtag cover me pod at Jake the Cressy at some Alex Wise Guys. Send us your comments, questions, concerns, suggestions for future episodes. You can also email us at covermepod at gmail.com. Talk to us there. Be sure to rate and review us. We're on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon freaking podcasts. Spotify? Kind of. Maybe. I don't even know if this episode will get released there. It's very possible we're not on Spotify anymore. Um, in which case, mail in to Spotify, let them know. This is what you can do this week instead of, you know, some goofy thing where you hang up a flag that says cover me on it or something instead of the American flag. What you can do is you can email Spotify and tell them to stop bullying me. That's, that's what you can do as our, our hit marketing street team this week. Uh, that does it for today's episode of Cover Me. And as we always say on Cover Me, you don't need money, don't take fame, don't need no credit card to listen to Cover Me.